Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And I want to welcome everyone to Calvary Live today, and so blessed that you've joined us. And we do uh, invite you to call in. You just heard that call-in number, 303-690-3000. That uh, will get you on the air, and you can ask your questions and give your prayer requests. And that's why we're here. We want to answer your questions. We want to pray with you. We want to take you to the Word of God. We just want to bless you in any way that we can. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, with you on the 25th of October, and we are ending another month and getting ready to head into November, the last week of, of October. Pray you're doing well. Pray the Lord is blessing. Uh, but if you're being blessed or whether you're going through a difficult time, a struggling uh, in different areas, or maybe questioning or wondering, uh, give me a call. Love to just be able to minister to you and talk with you, uh, encourage you in the things of the Lord, the promises of the Lord. So love to be able to uh, just bless you in that way. So that that number, call-in number again, is 303-690-3000. We've got all open lines. So grab one of those open lines, uh, and as soon as the f- uh, phone calls come in, we'll go to the phone lines, and love to just be able uh, to talk with you, because this really is your show. This is an opportunity for you, the listener, to be a part of uh, this program and be blessed, and all the listeners as well to be blessed as they are tuned in. So I want to welcome everyone who is tuned in on Grace FM along the Front Range in Colorado, uh, and also those who are listening live by Radio by Grace throughout the country, and we do have um, some new uh uh, stations that have been added to Radio by Grace and Davenport uh, uh, in um, and, uh, Iowa and then also in Mississippi, Jackson and um, other places. And so if you are listening to Calvary Live on um, Radio by Grace and you just picked us up, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love for you to be able to call us and uh, be able to talk with us and and be able to let us know that you're listening and being blessed uh, as uh, it's in Warren Robbins, Georgia. Uh, also, as we have uh, that new station that is in Davenport, Iowa, as they said, Jackson, Mississippi, and Meridian, Mississippi as well. So welcome, you guys. I'm glad that you joined the Calvary Life family. I know you'll be blessed. Be sure to tell your friends about it and uh, about Christian Radio. Whether you're listening on Grace FM, Radio by Grace, also want to welcome all those on Hope FM, Truth FM on the East Coast, Higher Rock Radio in Idaho. Uh, you guys are a week delayed, but it just simply means that you get to call and uh, talk with me, and then you can listen to it a week later. And also the online listeners. we got uh, online listeners from all over the country, also international listeners uh, in Ukraine and also in Malaysia as well. So welcome. So glad you can join us. So we got all open lines right now. Um, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and there's another way for you to be able to ask a question or to be able to um, to ask for prayer, and that's through a dedicated text line, 
720-336-0897. And so I would encourage you to use that text line because if we have time, we're going to go to it and uh, we're going to take those questions and those prayer requests. 720-336-0897. And that is a 24-7 prayer line. But during the show, as we have time, we will go to the text line. So, so glad you've joined us Again, hope you're doing well. Love to be able to talk with you. My name Jeff Figs. Again, of Calvary Chapel Greer with you. Grab one of those open lines, and let's talk about the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. We do got a text question while we're waiting for the phone calls to come in. And with all the sport betting uh, uh, apps that are out there, uh, is it a sin to gamble is what the question. And I think that's a really important question and uh, because we see it advertised all the time, the different sport apps, uh, being able to get online, be able to bet for different games and stuff. And what is interesting that in the scriptures, it doesn't say necessarily directly that gambling is a sin, but the Bible has a whole lot to say about how we use our money and uh, being wise stewards of our money. And I think that needs to be an important consideration uh, when it comes to sporting um, apps and things like that. I know people like to do that. I know that uh, people like to, uh, uh, somebody was asking me about lottery tickets the other day. Uh, is it okay to buy lottery tickets? Well, here's the thing, that Proverbs talks a lot about um, those who desire to be rich. And oftentimes, that those who are betting or those who are buying lottery tickets, they want to quick, you know, get rich or I'm going to win the lottery or whatever it may be. And oftentimes what ends up happening is those who get involved in any kind of gambling, and it may not be the sports apps that you see on TV, it may be other things as well, um, they they end up getting in debt. And uh, the Bible says and in Proverbs that the one who is a borrower is enslaved to the one that they're lending from. And so we don't want to put ourselves in that position, first of all. And I've known people that they have really... Uh, put themselves in a bad way. And I even had a family member once uh, that they were in such, you know, debt uh, in gambling and it was an addiction and it was bad news. So the Bible says you can be enslaved to those things. Second of all, Jesus has a lot to say about storing up your treasures in heaven. And we are to be ones that are good stewards of what he's given to us. Invest in the kingdom of God. That's what I want to encourage you to do. Uh, I remember not long ago, somebody uh, had called in and asked, uh, you know, was it wrong? I, I bet $100 on one of those betting apps and I lost. Um, and, you know, was that sin? Well, here's the thing, that $100 that you lost, how many Bibles could that have bought? You know, how could you invest in the kingdom of God? And if you want a sure bet, invest in the kingdom of God because the, the you know, uh, the returns are out of this world, and you'll store up your treasures in heaven. And Jesus said, therefore, if you have not been faithful to the unrighteous mammon, who will commit your trust to the true riches? And and so to me, it's just, um, you know, it may be lawful. Uh, the Bible doesn't directly say about gambling. Some people like to uh, use those verses about casting lots in the Old Testament and in Acts chapter 1, but that wasn't necessarily gambling. That was trying to get the direction of the Lord. 
but we're to be good stewards of our money, and gambling is not a part of that. We're to be wise, trust the Lord, be content with what we have, and invest in the kingdom of God, and let the Lord guide you and lead you in those areas. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Again, text your question or prayer request at 720-336-0897. We do have a couple open lines. Love to talk to you about the things the Lord. Maybe you got questions about Christian living or uh, the Bible or maybe about how do we respond to the things that we see going on around us. And love to just be able to encourage you and bless you. Uh, in any way that we can as you call in. And so we're going to go to Pennsylvania to Todd. Todd? Todd, are you there? Todd dropped. He he wanted prayer. And sorry you couldn't hold Todd, but he wanted prayer for himself and his family, uh, just struggling with hard times. Uh, uh, just to uh, prayer requests is to continue to be strong as a family love each other and to stay together. So, Father, we do do that. And Todd dropped. He couldn't stay on. But, Lord, I just pray for himself, for his family. You know what they're struggling with. You know what they're going through. They're going through hard times. And uh, we pray that you would just keep them together, uh, hold them together. You're the one that ordained family. You're the one that ordained uh, uh, the family unit to be uh, there, to be blessed and helped. And you're the one that keeps the family together. So I pray that uh, whatever they're going through, that they would truly love each other. They would stay together. They would look to you, that you would bring the healing, the forgiveness, the restoring that needs to be done. You know who Todd is in Pennsylvania. I just pray that you would do that work um, in their lives. And Lord, show yourself strong in their behalf. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And amen. Got all open lines. Give me a call. Love to talk to you at 303-690-3000. The call-in number, the text line is 720-336-0897. Some text questions and prayer requests keep coming in. Um, And let me just run through it. We're waiting for uh, the uh, phone lines to, to ring. Another good question coming is, Hi, Pastor Dev, do you think it's okay for pastors to drink alcohol. And, um, you know, the Bible, uh, to me, I'm going to tell you what the Bible has to say. It says, as an overseer, as an elder in First Timothy chapter 3, that uh, the overseer is not to be given to wine. Um, and I do know that the Bible speaks about the sin of drunkenness. Uh, Timothy was told to take wine for his stomach for medicinal purposes. Um, but here's the thing when it comes to pastors, is it okay for them to drink? I've seen alcohol destroy so many lives and, and even ministers, uh, because of it. Um, if, you know, a minister, uh, does that, decides to, uh, have a glass of wine or something at home, um, that's between them and the Lord. For me personally, uh, I will not drink. I will not go out to a restaurant and have a glass of wine. Uh, you will not find me at a brewery or anything like that. That seems to be popular with some pastors and ministers. They feel okay. Um, I just think it's a bad witness. If somebody comes in to that restaurant or to that brewery and they see me that they're I'm drinking beer, um, that I'm you know drinking alcohol, it could very much stumble them. And here's the thing that that um, that I, over the years. 
As I've said, I've seen alcohol destroy marriages. I've seen alcohol destroy people's lives and their families uh, because um, they they weren't able to handle it. And it grieves me to see that churches, when they have you know pub theology and let's have a Bible study in the pub and all of this, they may feel the liberty to be able to do that. But I also know that there are those who go to those Bible studies that perhaps they had a drinking problem or the temptation is too great and they're meddling to their own hurt. And it's just not a good place for them to be. And uh, and so for me personally, I I see what the Bible says, that a overseer is not to be given to wine. And uh, so I just choose not to do it, to stay away from it. I don't want to stumble others. And I also know that um, it... Um, it's, it's just something that we're not to be filled with wine. We're to be filled with the Spirit. And um, it, it's just something that that we need to use wisdom and discernment and uh, just stay away from, you know, is my advice uh, because I've seen it do so much damage. I've seen it do so much damage to those um, in ministry, and I've seen it do a lot of damage to families and things like that. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. Got a couple open lines. Love to talk to you. Let's go to Danette in Texas, Amarillo. Hi, Danette. Hello. Hi. How are you? Thanks I'm for good. calling. How are you? I'm doing good. Go ahead. So my question is about... Um, celebrating the Day of the Dead holiday that's predominantly uh, celebrated in Mexico and in the United States. Uh-huh. I mean, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? Well, there's nothing in the Bible that says we're to celebrate the dead at all. Um, and a, a lot of it has, um, and I don't know everything that they do, but when they set up altars, um, you know, if they're focusing on the dead, we're not to be focused. The Bible's very clear on the darkness, on, you know, those kinds of things, the dead. I mean, what's there to celebrate the dead? We celebrate life, don't we? We celebrate life that we have in Jesus Christ, and we celebrate light. So those things that bring in darkness, those things that bring in talk about death. Um, I don't know if there's occultic practices of trying to bring the dead, Um you know, back, communicate to the dead, any of those things. I'm just not familiar with all that is done. Um, but for Christians, I believe that we're clearly told we're to stay away from those things. We're not to practice those things, to focus on the light. I mean, you know how Peter says, Danette, that he's brought us out of the darkness into his marvelous light, right? Yes. Then why do we want to go back to the darkness? Why exactly. do we want to fo- focus on the darkness? Why do we want to focus on the dead? We we want to focus on life and eternal life that's found in Jesus Christ. So, um, you know, I just, uh, we're just told to stay away from those kinds of things. Now, when it comes to, I know probably there'll be um, questions about Halloween. Do I celebrate Halloween? That has a lot to do with uh, darkness or things um, and the origins of it. And we know that. Um, and again, Christians were told to stay away from those things. We're not to celebrate those things. But also, I also know that there's going to be churches that will be doing harvest gatherings, that will be doing gatherings where they present the light. 
uh, where kids can come. They can dress up in a costume, uh, not so much in ghosts and goblins and skeletons and mummies and all of that, uh, but to be able to dress up as a princess or a cowboy or their favorite Bible character. And they are able to give light, and they are able to give the gospel. And and that's something that Paul would write about, the liberty that we have in Christ, that one man esteems one day above another, one man esteems every day alike. You be convinced in your own mind. And one man esteems a day to the Lord, another one not to the Lord. But I think that uh, we need to be wise, and we need to um, be led by the Spirit of God in those things as you know, we, we talk about the uh, Halloween season as we talk about those things because it is a big deal. Uh, matter of fact, I think Halloween is like the second uh, most popular holiday now in the United States as far as people spending money and having um, costumes and all these other things. So as a Christian, we need to be wise. And, um, and as Christians uh, is, uh, you know, even... Um, I don't know if the Day of the Dead is becoming more popular or becoming more popular within the church, but it's just something that, um, it, it's not something that the Bible tells us that we're to celebrate. We're to celebrate life, life through Jesus Christ, and celebrate the lightness that we are brought to. So um, so again, Halloween is the number two in holiday and spending in the United States. So just be wise. Again, I, I really like... You know, I have no problem with churches that do an outreach and and um, have candy and have fun and the kids can go out and have fun. Other people have convictions. They don't want anything to do with that. And that's part of the liberty that we have in Christ. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you so much. Does it I make sense? It. <laughs> so good. You bet. Absolutely. Appreciate you calling. All Maybe right. Have a th- you too, Danette. Love to hear from you guys in Texas and and uh, those of you listening on Radio by Grace, and uh, give me a call. And maybe you got some questions, you know, about uh, not just about Halloween. Sometimes people say we shouldn't uh, celebrate Christmas or celebrate Easter or things like that because of the pagan origins and things like that. And so we can be guided by the scriptures. We have liberty in the Lord to, to esteem a day in the Lord, um, all those things that will guide us and direct us. And so give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and text line is 720-336-0897. Just got a statistic that $3 billion are spent on candy uh, just in the United States. And so that's a lot of candy, Um, and $3 billion, wow. Anyway... So give me a call if you got any questions. In the meantime, let's go to Lloyd. Lloyd Hi, in Colorado. Yeah. How are you? I'm fine. Um, I'm frustrated and angry. Um, I need prayer for that. I don't understand. Our car's been broken into two times on the street we live on. And... Uh, our transmission went out, and so it's parked across the street, and it got broken into a third time last night. And oh, no. uh, so my wife had to go to the doctor, so we went down and got on the bus. And um, I don't know. I'm just—I don't know. I don't understand. You know, God says he sends his angels and protects things, and I just don't understand. 
is well you're so you're frustrated. frustrated yeah and and I can understand being frustrated I think one of the things that really can uh bring that anger bring that frustration is when you know a car is broken into when you know, a home is broken into when uh somebody steals something from us we we can feel so violated um and um and when, especially when it happens uh a number of times two three times like you've said uh, where you, you know, it's, it's just, is frustrating. We live in a fallen world. We live in a world where those kinds of things, uh, you hear about cars being stolen all the time. Uh, I got a couple, uh, young people, uh, that go to school, uh, at UNC that their cars have been stolen and, you know, they need their cars. And so it's a huge, huge problem. And Christians aren't exempt from it. I mean, we pray, we pray for God's protection, we pray for you know uh, his covering, but the thing is that it happens to Christians. It happens uh, to uh, us in this fallen world being in it, um, and we just need to trust in the Lord. And that anger, here's the thing, the question is, what are you going to do with that anger? And we can you know stew about it. We can have wrath about it. Wrath is just you know about you're about ready to uh, you know, just explode like a volcano. Um, you can, uh, just, just, you know, have that anger that is there and what the Bible says to us, and this is takes a work of the Lord in our lives is put away that anger and you have reason to be angry. But what happens is if we stay in that anger, if we just do and, and stay in the anger, then, what happens is it begins to really bring us down, tear us down, begins to really affect our hearts. And that's why in Ephesians chapter 4, it says, Be angry, do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Because what the enemy wants to do is to take that anger of yours and really just work you over and beat you up. And um, and I understand. There's been times where I've been angry uh, at circumstances or whatever the case may be, and you know, it's like, I have reason to be angry, Lord. And the Lord says, I want you to put it away. Uh, even as in Colossians, he says, put off anger, wrath, malice. Malice is when you stew about it, all those different things. And we're to put on Christ, to trust him that he's going to provide for you, that he's going to take care of you, and um, and to let him minister to you in that way. So can I pray for you, Lloyd? Okay, we're going to pray for you, Lloyd. Father, I just pray for him as uh, Lloyd is, he's frustrated. And uh, he got his car broken into, they need their car. And uh, Lord, we do pray that you would help him as he struggles through the frustration and the anger. Um, And we know that we can have reasons to be angry, but you don't want us to stay in that anger. Um, we don't want the sun to go down day after day after day on our anger. We want to just be able to trust you. But Lord, not only trusting you, but resting in you, resting that you're going to take care of things, um, that you're going to take care of us. And and Lord, um, you're going to um, just bring us to that place where we're going to see your goodness and your provision. So Lord, I just pray for Lloyd. Just help them, help him and his wife to be able to get around uh, to the places they need to, to get their car fixed, um, to be able to um, just be provided for 
in that area. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All open lines right now, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Love for you to be able to text something to me. And, you know, we can look around in the world today. We can get angry. We we see the, you know, how theft is very much increasing. We see uh, how, you know, all the lawlessness has taken place. And it's very important that we keep our eyes on the Lord um, because I, I talk to people that they're just angry or circumstances, hurt that you've gone through. And it has to be a work of the Lord, giving that anger to him and putting off that anger and then putting on the Lord Jesus Christ in that strength that he wants us to have. And um, But we don't want to live in that anger. We may have uh, the right to be angry. We uh, understand why we get angry. Um, all that, even Jesus displayed righteous anger when he overturned the money changers' tables. But the thing is, we don't want to stay there and let it just really zap of, of our spiritual life and our soul and and get us down. And and uh, But to trust in the Lord, and that's what David would do in those imprecatory psalms that we have. So um, anyway, 303-690-3000 the call-in number. Text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to Bill in Fort Lauderdale. Hi, Bill. How you doing? Good. You're on Calvary Live. Okay. So go ahead. My my. So my question was about uh, healing and, yes. and God's healing for His people. And uh, I'm going through a situation where I have a, a an extended family member, a niece, who has uh, inoperable brain cancer, and uh, the family's going through a hard time. And uh, I just I look at God's word and I see where Jesus has healed so many people, and sometimes He chooses to heal and sometimes He doesn't. And um, I was just trying to get some wisdom on how to approach that situation. And uh, I was sharing with uh, the other guy on the phone that uh, my daughter was actually miraculously healed with uh, with a a, a cholesteatoma in her ear, and uh, Mm -hmm. God healed her. And um, so my question is, how do I approach a situation with the family where there's believers who feel like God can heal her but they're not sure if he will or not. Yeah, and that's yeah. a good question. And just um, to let you know that we're going to be going to break pretty soon, so if I'm talking to you here to music, Bill, just stay on the line, because you're asking a very good question. You're asking a question that people really struggle with. Um, does God, we know he can heal. We're invited to ask him to, to heal. Uh, we know that even the instructions is given to us in James chapter 5 that the call for the elders to, to uh, anoint with oil. Uh, and um, and we're told that, uh, as they do, if anyone among you is sick, let them call for the elders and let them pray over them, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. Um, and so, you know, sometimes here at Calvary Chapel, we've had people that were sick, very sick, um, and we anointed them with oil, or we prayed for them, and God did heal. And there are other times where God didn't heal. He healed eventually. He took them home to be with the Lord. Uh, 
but he doesn't heal all the time. So what do we say to others? And, and I've heard people, you know, respond in different ways. Well, God didn't answer us, uh, or God, God can't get the glory if he doesn't heal that person of cancer. And I've been at prayer meetings where that has been said. And the thing is, is, um, that God, uh, Healing is a sovereign work of God, and healing is something that um, we can go and ask the Lord. Uh, for us as believers, he'll heal us one way or another. Uh, if not in this life, uh, in eternities, he takes us home. But I don't have all the answers. We we have to trust in the Lord that his will be done. But Bill, I want you to stay on the line. Uh, we're going to go to break. You hear the music, and we do have open lines. So grab one of those open lines. 303 is the call-in number, and text line 720-336-0897. We'll be right back, and we'll be talking to Bill once again on this important question. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you and blessed to be with you. You heard those numbers that you can be a part of the show. We got a couple open lines, so give me a call. Got plenty of time in the show and um, to be able to take your questions or to be able to pray with you. And we'd love to be able to answer your questions or pray with you in those requests that, that you express. So um, this is a show where we get to bless and, and encourage one another. Um, and so uh, get those numbers down in your contacts. Uh, be sure to download the Grace FM app, and you can listen to Calvary Live and all the wonderful teaching that is there. And I know you'll be tremendously blessed by that. Uh, one of the things that uh, we uh, have been asked, Bill in Fort Lauderdale was asking about healing. Uh, how do we respond when God doesn't heal? And uh, we know that he doesn't heal at times. And Bill, are you still there with us? Bill, if you are still there. But um, Bill was... Um, asking a very important question about um, healing and how do we respond to that. And uh, the thing is, is sometimes God heals and sometimes he doesn't. I don't agree with, and I think it's actually pretty cruel when you have some of the faith teachers that say, well, the reason that God didn't heal was because you didn't have enough faith or God didn't heal because there was sin in your life or sin in that person's life. Or God didn't heal because, um, and, and you know, how much faith do you need? Jesus said you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. So those are, are false uh, messages that come out of the faith movement. Sometimes God heals miraculously. Sometimes he heals in a, in a powerful way. Other times he says no. And here's the thing about um, as we pray, God does answer prayer, because I've heard people say, well, God doesn't answer prayer if he doesn't heal. Um, And I know we use that as a general term, but the thing is, sometimes he says no. And sometimes he says, I want to take that person home. And we don't fully understand it, but we can fall back on the things that we do understand. And that is God cares for us. We can go to him for healing. 
Uh, we can ask for healing. We can trust him uh, with every breath that we take because he holds every breath that we take in his hands and that we can look to him and just call out for uh, his compassion and mercy to be upon us. But the time's going to come when we will all together, as Revelation chapter 19 says, that we will say in unison that righteous and true are your decisions, Lord. Righteous and true are your judgments. Right on. And we don't fully understand it on this side of eternity, but we can trust him and rest in this love and um, and look to him for everything. So um, just hoping that that's an encouragement uh, to you. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. We're going to go back to Texas. Amarillo, Stan. Stan. How you doing? Good. Thanks for calling. You're on Calvary Live. Yes, sir. I had a, a question that's uh, dealing with uh, the rapture and when you get to heaven. If you are going to be recognized by relatives and friends that have gone before and uh, you get there, how does Revelation 19, where it speaks to no more tears, no more sorrow, and that come into play when that loved one that you thought was saved did not accept the Lord while they had chance and are not in heaven with you. Yeah, Would you recognize good, that? Yeah, and that's a good question, and that gets asked, you know, um, when we go to heaven, are we going to grieve over those who weren't saved that are eternally lost? I do believe that we are going to recognize one another when we go to heaven, um, because Paul gives indication of that in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 uh, when he says that we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am also known. So even though we're going to be in our glorified state, we're going to know one another. Um, but what about in eternity, loved ones that aren't there? And are we going to shed tears? And uh, what you're thinking of is what's in Revelation chapter 21, when he makes all things new, that God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. So she'll be no more death, nor sorrow, no crying. There'll be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. And he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And so, you know, are we going to, he's going to wipe away every tears. Is there going to be that awareness? I'm not really sure, but behold, he makes all things new. And I've just got to trust the Lord in that. And it's a real sobering thought that you're asking, you know, what about lost ones? Are we going to grieve for them in eternity? I, I don't know exactly what that's going to be like, but I do know that in Revelation chapter 21, in the new Jerusalem, the new heaven, the new earth, our final place where we're going to be with the Lord, um, that there's going to be no more tears, uh, no more crying, no more pain. The former things have passed away. Um, and all things become new. And I've just got to trust in that, and I've just got to uh, be able to, you know, rejoice in that as well. So, you know, it's not a direct answer, Stan, um, but uh, hopefully that helps uh, as you ponder these things. You know, there's, I didn't think there was going to be a direct answer to that. It, it's kind of a, <laughs> a puzzle, but it just kind of uh, feeds the fire to, to do the the Lord's work and water 
and till and get ready to, for the harvest and and uh, yeah. to do to, to lead his way so that 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 doesn't happen. But I know the reality is is that that's going to happen. There's some there's going to be people that's not going to uh, be there. So, but I appreciate yeah, and the time. I listen to your ministry all the time, and it's just a, a thanks, great thing. Dan. And appreciate your it. last uh, your last caller. Yeah, I was going to say that I had the same thoughts about the healing because I prayed for my father, but he took my God took God my father away. And I was angry at the beginning, but then afterwards I realized that the ultimate healing had taken place and yeah. that I had asked for his healing and for the pain to be removed. And yeah. uh, be, it, uh, be, it was, and yeah. he's in glory. So it yeah. was just that moment Amen. in time of human that I wanted to hold on to him and, right. and not, right. not let him go. But yeah, so, and you're, God, br- God you're bringing up— answers. Yeah, he does. And you're bringing up an important point, Stan, um, because— when we lose somebody, we we go into that grief. We it's it's it is a painful, sad moment, and we we experience such deep emotions of loss and um, confusion and anger, especially when we've been praying. Um, but we do need to remember that uh, for me, uh, and I try to remind people uh, that we have a living hope. It's not a dead hope. It's a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and. You know, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Uh, we do the opposite because it's a natural uh, thing for us. Death has a sting to it. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul writes, as he writes about our victory that we have in Christ who rose from the grave, and, and then he writes about how we're going to be raised from the grave. You know, where is thy sting, O death? For us, death really doesn't have a sting anymore. But on this side of eternity, as we lose loved ones, as we wonder, Lord, why don't you heal? Why didn't you heal my my parents or my uh, friend or my child? Um, that we can trust him uh, in that, that there's a living hope. But we just go through that grief and that loss and to remember uh, that uh, they are with the Lord and we have that hope that is found in him. And then also the other thing I was thinking, Stan, if you're still listening, was that, you know, um, when we go to heaven, how much are we going to be aware of those who aren't there? Um, We know it's going to be glorious. All things are new. No more tears. You know, no more crying. Um, But now's the time to really be sensitive to witnessing to those around us that we love. And uh, we know that um, that. Uh, eternal, eternal separation from God uh, is real, and we do grieve, and it's a heavy subject. We don't like to think about it, but to really uh, give us an urgency to witness to them, to pray for them, don't stop praying for them, uh, but it is a very sobering thought. So I appreciate your call, Stan. I uh, appreciate you just um, asking that question. Good questions today. Uh, we still got plenty of time in the show, 303 690 3,000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to uh, Julia in Littleton. Julia? Hi. You're on Calvary Live. Thanks for having me. Um, always appreciate being able to do this. So I'm very grateful for your ministry. Good. Thank you. Yeah. So I have a situation 
that I'm not sure how to handle. And the reason is I have a really good friend who I've walked alongside for a while, and I walked alongside her and her husband when they were homeless and started figuring out, like, a living situation and everything and um, trying to deal with alcoholism and all that stuff. I've shared the gospel, but they just haven't received it. But they're still really close to me, and, you know, it's really great being able to be there, and they recognize the difference. Uh, I just haven't seen, you know, a heart to accept the Lord officially. Um, but now there's a situation where my husband, or her husband, not my husband, her husband, um, is now in jail and has kind of been off the wazoo and hasn't been able to to keep it together and so she's wants they have a separation right now i don't know if it's legal and now she's with another guy and she's claiming him to be the boyfriend and Mm -hmm. i just don't know because like as a christian obviously i want restoration in the marriage and not to move on to another man because that's adultery but they're not official like they haven't they haven't completely denied christ but they they definitely haven't like committed their lives. So I don't know right. how to approach it. Well, you got to remember that uh, those of the world, they don't understand the things of the Spirit. Um, they don't understand, you know, but God has revealed them through us, through His Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things. You know, Paul's writing about that to the Corinthians, and he writes about that the natural man, that is, that is a non-Christian, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him. It, and so the first thing is to be able to focus on that she needs to come to Christ. He needs to come to Christ and to be saved that they can have a new heart, a new creation, regeneration happens. Because I, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I'm sure a lot of people that are listening, that we can witness to somebody. We have good intentions. You've been a light to them. Um, you have given them the gospel. Uh, but until they come to Christ, they're not going to receive the the things of Christ. I mean, that's why we I think that we see a pattern like in the book of Ephesians. Paul makes sure that we understand who we are in Christ, the heavenly blessings that we have. And then he says, this is what you get to do for Christ. And what we can do is, and you can do this, you can say, listen, God doesn't want you to divorce your husband. God doesn't want you to live in adultery. He doesn't want you to just be living with a new boyfriend. That's not the way of the Lord. But they could look at you just with that blank stare, you know, like, you know, I don't don't believe in God. I'm going to do what's easy for me. I'm going to uh, live in my own understanding and do what is right in my own eyes. So I think the priority is you can talk to her about those things, um, that she's still married, you know, and uh, what she's doing is not right, but you want to give the priority the gospel um, and to, to let her know that God has a better way and that he wants to save them and her and to come to Christ um, and to have their eyes open up because Satan, he blinds the eyes of those who are unbelievers. And uh, people walk through this life in blindness living in their own understanding, living in their own, you know, ways, uh, in the darkness, and that's what you're seeing, and it breaks our hearts, doesn't it? So you want to give them the gospel, you know, talk to them, um, you know, just open up that conversation. It sounds like you're able to do that um, and to keep praying for them that they'll realize that what they're doing is wrong, they need to repent of their sin, and they need to turn to Christ. 
So prayer is going to be a real key. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I do like, and now it's at the point where if I bring up God or anything, like it, it's, they know that the next thing is to accept it as true. Um, yeah. And so there's a little more pushback. So it's hard to witness at that point too, in this point, but they're still really good friends of mine. And I want to maintain that friendship. Is there a point where I should maybe back off? Like it's not affecting me or my faith and I haven't spent that yeah. much time around them. But like, yeah. It, you know? <laughs> and I think I think the Lord will will tell you that, and, and apparently He hasn't told you that. Um, I think it's good that you are in their lives to be able to speak truth in their lives, and to be able to say, you know what, um, there's a better way, and uh, it starts by giving your life to Christ. He doesn't want you to be in bondage to, because obviously, if He's in jail, there's other things that are involved, and just um, you know, uh, we're uh, they're living a life that is, um, you know, with difficulty and pain and, and confusion and sin. And, you know, the Lord wants to free you from all that. And his ways are good and right, but repent and turn to him. He loves you. And just keep giving that message of the gospel to them. And because we can tell somebody what you're doing is wrong, but if they don't turn to Christ, they're not going to be able to have you know, um, you know, just the power, the Holy Spirit in their lives to be able to guide them and open up their eyes and to direct them. So I think it's good that you still, they're still listening to you because uh, in a way that's a good thing. And for you to be able to continue to speak truth into their lives, they haven't drug you down, they're not pulling you into their sin, but you're trying to move them towards blessing and truth and continue to do that because sometimes I've heard testimonies of, of people saying, I had somebody that came along a Christian and loved me and gave me truth. And you're not backing down from the truth. You're saying, this is wrong. This is adultery. God doesn't want you to do it. And people have said, I had somebody in my life do that. And finally I give my life to the Lord. So as long as you can be a voice of truth to them, continue to do that. Okay. Thank you, Ed. You bet. Thank you. God bless uh-huh. you, Julia. You too. Have a great day. Bye-bye. I'll be praying for you. Hey, Julia, you still there? I, I want to pray for Julia. Um, I know she just went off, but um, I, I, I don't have any phone calls. But, Father, I do pray for her as she speaks uh, to this uh, couple and particularly to this friend of hers um, that is living outside of your will, um, not knowing you, living after the world. We just pray you give her wisdom to speak to them, give them guidance and direction in every way. And I just pray for that for her in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 303-690-3000. The call-in number to text line um, is 720-336-0897. Got all open lines right now so got plenty of time for you to call to answer your questions and to be able to pray with you encourage you in any way that we can um some good questions have come in and uh, one of the questions that came in on the text line is i work at a public school doing a lot of halloween stuff they're doing trick-or-treat uh, i feel uneasy about the halloween stuff witchcraft things uh, all these other things being promoted um how can I cope with this and shine the light of Christ as much as possible? It is hard when you're in that environment, and it is difficult 
uh, to maneuver through it at times, but as much as you can, be a light. You're in a school teacher or, you know, a place of work where, you know, there's a lot of Halloween activity and, and um, you know, those kinds of things, uh, that environment, whatever it might be, and as much as you can. Because this question is not only for Halloween, but perhaps for Christmas. When Christmas comes and there's uh, office parties and parties like that, and, um, you know, there's uh, partying going on, there's drinking that's going on. How do I maneuver through all this? I need to be it just as much as you can, you be a light. And as much as you can, um, you just stand for, for what is right and righteousness and be a light to them. And I think that we underestimate that when we just, um, you know, are a light in the way that God has allowed us to be and given us opportunities, that that light is going to shine in some of that darkness. So it is difficult. Be in prayer um, and just be available to be able to share with others, to be able to be that light to others and minister to them in that way. And um, it's, you know, it's a hard world for us as Christians um, that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And we're seeing that a world is getting further away from the Lord. The world is getting further away from the truth. And so we're dealing with all these things. And I think about Daniel. Daniel was one that we see that he was in Babylon. And he was one that was determined not to have his heart defiled um, by Babylon. And he was committed to the Lord. And the Lord blessed him in that way. And uh, it wasn't easy for him. And it was very difficult for him. I mean, he served kings. He uh, was threatened. He was thrown in the lion's den. He was threatened to be killed by Nebuchadnezzar early when he was there. He was just a teenager, uh, but yet he was able to stand firm for the Lord, and the Lord blessed him and helped him in that time. And I believe that as we desire to do that, that he will guide you and direct you in every way, and he will uh, bless you in every way uh, as you do that, and just being a light to that, and uh, just be able to um, to... Uh, guide you in in those the difficult times that we're in uh, when we find ourselves in those situations and and there are some times you know that we we need to pull away and uh, if you're able to do that but oftentimes we find ourselves in a work environment um, that you know this is all a part of it so just try to be a light as much as you can another question that came in we do have all open lines three oh three six nine oh three thousand. Uh, is the call-in number, the text line, 720-336-0897. Actually, we got a call from Josh in Fort Collins. Josh? Yeah. Hey, you're on Calvary Live. Thanks for calling. Hey, thanks. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. Go ahead. Um, I just wanted to call and get some prayer because um, I have a pretty new business and you know so everything i'm doing is new to me and god has big plans and it's starting to take off pretty quick so not only is this all new but it's all very fast and i know he'll equip me for it um but it's just something that i could really use a community of prayer for as i go into these bigger things and you know i just got to learn more quicker and it, it you know it can, it can get intimidating it's, it's good problem yeah but i definitely could use um, some prayer. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it is a good problem, but nonetheless, it's still a problem. And um, I remember when we first started the church, it was so overwhelming. 
uh, started to grow, and there are at times that it is, and it's way above me. And we need the Lord's wisdom and help, and, and he's there to give it to us. His Father, I pray for Josh as he and his wife have a new business, and I just pray that as it's starting to take off, it's growing, that you would give him wisdom, that you give him uh, discernment, that you give him the strength that he needs, uh, him and his wife, to, to get the task done, um, that uh, they would continue to see you providing and working and blessing and uh, just to be able to to maneuver through all the things that they have to do. And I just pray that you would bless him and that you would minister to him um, and their business, continue to bless their business, and that they would just, um, they desire to give this business to you, um, to trust you. And as they do, I know that there's blessing that is coming, but just be with them um, and give them a peace in their hearts um, as you just work with them day by day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. All right, Josh. All right, keep up the good work, all right? I appreciate it. I will. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. Let's go to Kathy in Lewistown, Montana, I believe. Kathy? Yes. You in Lewistown, Montana? Yes. Yeah. So where where exactly in Montana is that? That's like very central Montana. Is it? So is that where the grizzly bears are coming in? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes like they Yeah. Well, thanks for calling. I think you're the first one that's called me from Montana. Hey, that's great. That's great. So what can we do for you? Well, I have a unique situation maybe, but I have two brothers. I'm the 13th kid in my family. Wow. Yeah. Two of my brothers have um, done personal things to me, which makes me not have a relationship with them, but... I've forgiven them for those things, but one has committed adultery, and his wife had to help him raise two illegitimate kids. And then one has committed crimes that has led him into federal prison, but he's now out. And I just, like, sometimes I struggle with the fact that I don't have a relationship with him, and I don't want one. And I just don't know, yeah. like, how to There's a lot that's... That. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot that's there. And, you know, I think prayer, um, as the Lord guides you and gives you a peace about it, um, because there's a lot there. You, do, you don't want to be caught into their drama, into their right. problems, and all of these other things. You know what? It reminds me a little bit. When Jacob came back from Pandanaran, and there's Jacob, Jacob, who was a very carnal individual. I mean, not Jacob, but Esau, his brother. He had been running from Esau. Esau was a very carnal individual. Esau was determined to kill him 20 years prior when he tricked you know, his father into giving Jacob the blessing, and Esau was yeah. very angry. So they come mm-hmm. back, and, and he gets word that, hey, here's Esau coming at me with 400 men. He thought Esau was going to do him in. So he finds himself at the brook Jabbok. He's wrestling with the Lord. The Lord, you know, uh, changes his name to Israel, which means governed by God. And then we see that uh, Esau meets them, and they have this this warm welcome, you know, and they introduce, you know, Jacob does his family to Esau, and Esau says, why don't you travel with us? We're going to go in this area. And Jacob said, no. 
not going to travel with you. Your yeah. family, but we're not going to travel with you. We're going to head on into Canaan. And you see, there is a lot in your family going on that you're saying, I can't travel with you in this. Right. But as you wrestle with the Lord with this, that he wants to guide you, he wants to direct you and how you can be a blessing to them. You can pray for them. You can speak yeah. truth into their lives and be a witness to them. But you make sure you do it to where, um, you know, there's peace in your life about it, um, to where you do it to where you can clearly give them the gospel or the gospel message. And, you know, it's not an easy thing. Um, but you have perhaps that opportunity to be able to be a voice of truth to them. You know, you told me in just a couple minutes a lot of heavy things in their yeah. lives. But just be open to the leading of the Lord and the guidance of the Lord in that. Okay? Okay. Let me pray yeah, with you real quick because we're going to go off the air you know, and it's hard. And Lord, I thank you for Kathy calling. I just pray you guide her in this, that you would direct her in this and her family members. And Lord, uh, to be able to be a voice of truth, but also, Lord, she, she knows she can't travel with them in, in a lot of ways. And so, Lord, just give her wisdom and discernment and guidance and direction. And Lord, uh, and I just pray that they would come to salvation. I pray that they would understand um that, that you want to forgive them their sins, for them to repent and uh, to come to you and become new in Christ. And so I pray that Kathy would be able to give them uh, the voice that uh, they need to hear of truth in the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. Kathy, love for you to follow up with us sometimes. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. And thank you, everybody who's called in today on Calvary Lives. Um, so blessed to be a part of your lives. Have a great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.